to the UIAAA Connection podcast. GoFan and VNN are proud to be the exclusive sponsor of the UIAAA Connection. Now a combined company, GoFan and VNN provide a seamless integration for digital ticketing and athletic websites. Direct your fans to one place for all your athletic events, communications, and tickets to home and away games. Thank you to GoFan and VNN for their exclusive sponsorship of the UIAAA Connection. Welcome back to another edition of the UIAAA Connection. I'm your host, Mark Hutch Hunter. Today we have as our special guest, Whitney Randall, the Assistant Director of Athletics at Westlake High School and the head boys volleyball coach. Welcome to the podcast, Whitney. Thank you for having me. Let's have you begin by sharing with our audience here in the United States and across the world where you grew up, where you went to college, your first job, etc. Awesome. Um, so I was born in Utah, um, but I moved to Washington pretty soon after that. Um, and I was raised in Washington State. Um, I went to Rogers High School in Puyallup, Washington. Um, I played soccer, volleyball and basketball there. Um, but, you know, if you asked me back then, I would say I played volleyball, right? And then I just was on the team for basketball and soccer. I definitely um, performed well in those sports, but I definitely was, like, not as invested in those. Like, I knew from a very early age that volleyball was kind of uh, my sport. Um, although I did really enjoy my time playing basketball as well. Soccer was fun. <laughs> it's a lot more running than I was used to. Um, yeah. But I, but you know, I still enjoyed it. Um, graduated from Rogers, um, and I signed with Utah State Eastern down in Price. Um, it was formerly called CEU, and right. I think they had like changed the name maybe three or four years before that. And Utah State had bought it out. Um, so I spent two years in Price uh, playing volleyball there. Um, a really good experience overall. Um, Right after I finished playing those two years, I went ahead and I got married to a kind of a local Utah kid. He lived up in Utah County, graduated from Lehigh High School, um, also played a little bit of volleyball. Um, and that's when I transferred to Utah Valley University, where I started um, my deaf education degree. So I was I was learning how to become um, a teacher using American Sign Language as the main form of communication. Um, after those two years, um, I graduated and I was, I think I had a six month old baby boy at that point by the time I had graduated. Um, and I got a job teaching American Sign Language um, at a local charter school out here in 2016. Um, uh, after that one year of coaching volleyball at this charter school, it was a really small school, Rockwell Charter. Mm -hmm. um, I think they only had like five hundred kids or so seventh through 12 so it's like a little bit on the smaller side so I finished out my one year there and I transferred and got a job at Westlake um, I was an assistant girls volleyball coach there um, for two years um, and Westlake at that point was splitting and when it came to like the pecking order of things like I I hadn't been at Westlake very long so I ended up moving to Cedar Valley High School um where I was an assistant volleyball coach there. And I also was an American Sign Language teacher. Um, I was there for three years. Um, and during that time, I decided to start down my master's degree path, I guess. 
Um, and I applied and got into Arkansas State University, which I've never been to Arkansas, but that's where my degree's from. Um, and I graduated from that program um, in 2020. Um, so I have a master's degree in athletic administration from Arkansas State. Um, like I said, I've never been to Arkansas. I had plans to go to go out and see it since I've been since I graduated from there. But um, I would have graduated June of 2020, so it was pretty like locked down. We didn't have a a physical graduation that year. So in a lot of ways, like I feel a lot of like camaraderie with like some of these 2020 graduates because like I also didn't get to participate in a graduation, um, and just because of the, of the pandemic. Um, so I finished out three years at Cedar Valley um, and I ended up and I don't really know how I got this job. Um, it's it's hard because like you living in the community and like, you know how Utah is sometimes like you just know a lot of people and right. uh, like you're, you know, and they were like kind of looking for volleyball coaches and they were kind of looking for um, somebody to work in athletics. So I just kind of threw my hat in the ring. Um, and I was hired there two years ago now, I guess I'm in my second year at Westlake. So I've been in public education for seven years, one year at a charter school. Um, three of those years have been at Cedar Valley and three of those years have been at Westlake. All right. I'm fascinated by the fact that, <laughs> let me say, let me make sure I say this correctly, because I think it's great that you're coaching the boys volleyball. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering if there's any kickback because you're a female. And the reason I ask that is years ago at Jordan, and this has got to be probably, oh, probably maybe 20 years ago, maybe not quite that long. But we hired uh, Mary Kay Amicone, who's now the softball coach at Weber State. We hired her as our baseball coach. Mm -hmm. And we took all sorts of, well, it, because Flat, it was a fe it could, well, because it was a female coaching. Right. It was not only a female coaching young men, but it was a female coaching baseball. And as you know, mm -hmm. baseball is so baseball has like a book this thick of unwritten rules that it's right. So I'm 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 hoping that your answer is going to be, of course, this is the first year for boys. As, mm -hmm. And I'm hoping you're going to say you're not getting a lot of blowback, but I'm interested in the perception or if you've got some people stuck in the Stone Age that are just dismissing you because you're a woman. Right. Um, I think, like, first of all, thank you to women like that who kind of like stepped in and and have kind of shown people that sometimes it might just be something new. It doesn't have to be something scary you know i think in a lot of ways with how boys volleyball is specifically in the state of utah um like girls volleyball has been sanctioned for like ever you know and so it's it's viewed as a more predominantly female sport and while i look at like the numbers and the enrollment and the club system that we have out in utah i don't necessarily think that it's like still an all-girls sport um especially for utah I think that there's a little bit less blowback because it's such a female centric sport. Um, I'm pretty young. <laughs> um, and so with any young coach and especially because I'm the opposite gender, it comes with like a lot of, you know, like we've had a lot of conversations where I'm like, look guys, like I'm not, I'm not your friend, but I am friendly. <laughs> you no, know, like we don't have, 
you know, there's just a lot of um, boundaries that I've had to come in really firm on um, in order to kind of like establish some things. Um, but the the group of boys that I have are just so awesome. Um, we've got some really good athletes. And for the most part, I haven't really come across anything um, negative regarding like my gender or my age um, in, in coaching this team. Um, we've only had like our season starts in February. It's a spring sport in the state of Utah. Um, so we have just had kind of like open gyms and I haven't really talked to um, or interacted with like a lot of parents or people who are outside of this group of boys. Um, so I guess I guess we'll see. In a lot of ways, I think um, athletics has come a long ways in understanding that like with like diversity of coaches comes with a diversity of thought and um Although that can be like scary or shocking sometimes, especially in some of these older sports like baseball, what you said, um, sports that are a little bit more um, established, sometimes just having a different perspective as a coach can can bring a different perspective to the player. Um, and the way that I look at it, especially with um, boys volleyball, is that they will have like so many other coaches other than me. And so maybe I am bringing a, a female college perspective to what they're doing um, and they can take that as they play with other coaches um, in high school and also in college. So that's my goal. Excellent. Let's have you talk for a moment about the mentors in your life that have had a big influence on you. Mm -hmm. So I was really lucky. Um, I had some really great um, college or I had some really great like high school um, and club coaches and I had good college coaches too. Um, I think in general, probably the coach that had like the most influence on me was probably my high school volleyball coach. Um, she was just a very tough lady. Um, if I, I should be careful what I say, but um, she was an awesome athlete. She was a, a dual sport athlete at uh, Pacific Lutheran University. Um, she played in the 90s and early 2000s. She was um, volleyball and softball. She also played basketball in high school. And she was just like one of the most phenomenal athletes I think I've ever met, male or female. And, you know, there's a lot of things that at the time that I was like, wow, like she's, she's so tough and she's, she's so um, strict on things. And I was like, I, there were days that I was like, you know, I don't know if this is like if I can like handle another year or handle another practice. And I think like the older you get, you kind of gain a sense of perspective. Um, and I was like, all of those things that she taught me and instilled in me really like got me to where I am today. She was just a very hard worker. Um, and I look at, you know, my own life and I say, you know, I had a bachelor's degree and a master's degree before I turned 25. And uh, two kids alongside of all of those things. And so it's like a lot of those skills that I learned about like persevering and like looking at my situation and, and planning ahead and goal setting are really things that I still use today. Um, and I think that that has like really shaped who I am. And it also made me like want to work in athletics, if that makes sense. Cause I mean, I think it's so hard, especially for high school kids. Cause we sit there as like, you know, older people, and we go like, you guys are going to miss this stuff. Like you're going to miss two days. You're going to miss <laughs> conditioning with your team. And of course you're like, no, no, we won't coach. And it's like, no, we, we do. 
Um, and so it's funny because you talk to a lot of the coaches and they love they love that stuff and they didn't at the time. So it's just really like this cycle of just like understanding that it's good for you and also understanding that like you're going to miss it even though you don't necessarily like love it right now. Um, and I think that that's what growth is, is saying, you know, I didn't love it at the time, but I, I grew through it and that and that's important. Um, I think another one, if I think about like who really like influenced me is, you know, I think about other female athletic directors that we have in the state. Um, because in a lot of ways, like their perspectives, while you don't want to like discount like male perspectives, um, in a lot of ways, like they just have really similar situations to yours, um, you know, dealing with maternity leave and dealing with, you know, raising young children and being in a gym or on a field, like, <laughs> you know, 60 hours a week, it can be, it can be uh, stressful. And so like, there's a lot of um, female IDs that I, that I look up to and, and talk to frequently um, so that I can, you know, make sure that what I'm doing is, is something that is like doable and possible. And I think Utah has some great ones. Whitney, what's your biggest failure or disappointment and what did you learn from it? Uh, that's a great question. Um, so when I was a junior in high school, um, I broke both of the bones in my lower leg in March. Um, and that was like a big recruiting year for me. It was a big recruiting year for the state. Um, that junior year of club was just huge. And I was out March until I think I got cleared to try out in August. Like I had barely gotten cleared. I was in a walking boot and it was a tip fib then. Yeah, it was a tip fib. <laughs> and and how far down from the knee? It was it was down by the ankle. So Oh, okay. Yeah. What happened? That's, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah. So the ligament actually tore the end of the fibula like right off. Um, so the ligament stayed intact, the bone didn't. And I'm like, maybe I should have had more milk. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then as I rolled that ankle, I rolled it back. Um, and it hit, I didn't even explain how I broke it. I fell in my garage, um, as a, you know, an elite athlete and a 17 year old girl, I fell in my garage and, and took myself out for nine months. Um, but, um, I tripped on like a parking strip. Like we had one of those like concrete parking strip things like in our garage. So we mm -hmm. knew when the tire could stop, you know? So I, I rolled off of that. And after kind of like that, um, that ligament kind of pulled it off. I flipped the other way and ended up getting a spiral fracture on my tib tibia. Oh. So it was like, wow. two and I took out both of the bones and I was like, this is super bad. Um, so it was, it was not, that wasn't necessarily my biggest failure. Um, but I, I think about like how I started playing when I came back. Um, and I think that anybody who's had a big injury like this can really relate to it. Um, but I played with so much tibbiness and my coach was on my high school volleyball coach was on me all the time. Cause I was, you know, supposed to be the senior leader. And I was just like making a lot of mental errors. And really it's because I, I really wanted to blame a lot of my injury on my um, like lack of um, recruiting possibilities. And so for me, like it was just uh, an excuse that I could fall back on, even though 
by the time I was playing my senior year, it was, it was healed. I was good to go. I was cleared. Um, and I think back on that all the time about how that whole year for me was just like very much blaming my outside circumstances more than it was like understanding that, you know, things happen and you have to get over it and you have to like move through it. Cause like, I couldn't change the fact that I was injured, but I could change like how I was reacting to it. Um, so I think about that all the time. I mean, it's over a decade ago now. Um, but I think specifically in like an athletic sense, I think about how I, I really use that injury as like an excuse for like a lot of my, um, for my next couple years of, of playing. And I, I, I want to also say that I like really loved playing at Utah state. Um, I love playing for Chelsea, um, Warburton actually. Um, and she's now the basketball coach at Utah state and you know, she taught me a lot. So, um, I don't necessarily think that it was like a negative thing. I think the situation would have been different if I would have put, um, if I would have had maybe a better attitude about all of it. That is some great insight. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. this. This next question is maybe a little bit difficult because you've only been an assistant AD for what, a year and a half? Um, officially, I was with um, Sharon Martisich at, at oh, Cedar okay. So starting in 2020, um, I started working there as well. So I'm like, you're maybe, three years into it. Okay. Yeah, couple, yeah. It's it's early. It's early, definitely. The question is, how has the job of director of athletics changed just in the short time that you've been in it? So it is like very interesting. Like if my first athletic director experience when we were like planning games and stuff was really during COVID. And so for me, like the, the kind of like planning that is required to run events and like, those are things that I've always had to deal with in the job. Um, but I've talked to some others and um, in some ways, like COVID has really changed athletics completely and with no indication that it's going to change back to how it was. Um, I think like in general, I think about like youth sports in general, and we just have like such a huge push for like specialization. And we have such a huge push to see like, you know, eight year olds be recruited to play for division one football teams, you know, before they even hit puberty. And it's like, there's a lot of emphasis put in sports. And with that comes a lot of emphasis put into our jobs. Um, I think a big part of what I'm trying to push at Westlake is um, social media presence. Um, when it when it comes to, uh, you know, bringing in athletes to Westlake and retaining athletes, it's really important that we like highlight and show um, good things that our programs are doing, good things that our coaches are doing, good things that our players are doing, because um, it's those like little shout outs that um, that really like bring team cohesion. They bring school cohesion. They bring like athletics cohesion to a high school. Um, so social media is something that's like huge. Like if you have a program that isn't utilizing social media or has somebody that's over just athletic social media stuff, um, tr try to get one. Cause um, those are the things that are very visible um, to the community. And it's also very visible to like outside of the community when I say community I mean like you know the country and um just having like highlight reels and stuff and um 
you know, shouting out kids who are who are getting recruited or who are getting looks um, is super huge, both for the kids and also, again, for the communities. Very well said. <clears throat> Let's talk about your journey with the UIAAA, which I realize has not been a very <laughs> long one, but talk about that, how you became involved oh, sure. in the Utah organization. And then I want you to spend a little bit of time talking about your first national conference in Orlando, which is obviously where I met you. Mm -hmm. um, and just talk about how that's been a game changer for you. Mm -hmm. So for like me personally, um, I've been a member of the UIAAA and the NIAAA for three years now. Uh, my first UIAAA conference was in the spring. Um, and that was, that was a good experience. If there's one thing that I really appreciate about um, the UIAAA, just like of athletic directors in general, is I love their love of just like improvement. Because I think that's just a carryover characteristic of like any good athletic person, you know, like when we coach these kids, we want to instill all these good skills. And I think like constantly learning and constantly growing is one of them. So as I go to these conferences and, you know, you're listening to people talk and you're thinking, oh, I mean, like I could bring that back and I could implement that at my school or, you know, I can make sure that that doesn't happen at my school kind of thing. Um, and so I, I really love like all the classes that we take and I love the workshops that we do um, at the UIAAA conference in the spring. Um, I did have the opportunity to go to Orlando um, just a couple weeks ago. Um, that was that was a good experience as well. Um, it's funny because we talk about my gender and my age. Um, and I don't think there were very many people there who look uh, like me <laughs> necessarily. Um, and so again, it was just like a good opportunity to kind of talk about some of the similarities we have in our programs across the country and some of the differences we have. Um, and really like, coming out of the UIAAA conference and the uh, NIAAA conference in, in December, I always like come out thinking of all these things I have to do. Um, this year I did a little, or this conference, I did a little bit better job of like writing everything down because I was like, I need to make sure that I'm prioritizing things that are gonna make the programs that I serve better. Um, so, and, doing that so that I don't burn myself out or don't put my my full weight into something um, that deserves kind of full weight and full focus. Um, I think like specifically, as we talk about um, at Westlake, um, one of the things I really focused on was assessment, evaluation of coaches, and also the retention of coaches. Um, anybody in athletics will tell you that like the coaching pay is absolutely awful and we, we struggle to, to kind of retain really good coaches. And so like something I want to really implement at Westlake is what can we do to, um, better support these coaches? Cause I'm, I'm coming from, I've only been coaching high school sports for eight years now. Um, so I don't have any other experience because coaching, high school outside of that so some of my older coaches are like no I promise like it's changed quite a bit um and we're asking more of coaches day in and day out and we're paying them less and less every year um so that's something that I came out of that conference trying to focus on is what can I do to help support my coaches and what can I do to kind of 
professionally develop them a little bit. What's one common myth about athletic administration, being an athletic director that you would like to debunk to the general public? Oh man, there's so many. Um, part of it is like, you kind of become synonymous with your, with your school. Um, and I mean, we, we've talked about this before, but like an athletic director, um, in its scope, you know, we'll have like a hundred coaches and we'll have a thousand athletes. And so that's a lot of people to kind of like manage and be there for all the time. So, and then we've, we're adding more and more sports every year, which boys volleyball is one of them, but like the division of time is so great that like sometimes people or programs feel like they're not getting as much love and attention as other programs get. Um, and so it can be hard to kind of establish to the community specifically that, you know, just cause you're not there doesn't mean that you're not supporting the program or helping the program behind the scenes. Um, and so that's something that I wish more people saw that just cause you're not there doesn't mean you're not working. <laughs> if that makes sense, you know, cause there's been times when like I've had to step out, you know, of, of a basketball game and you're like, well, you know, where, where's the athletic director? Who's the athletic director? So that can always be really tricky. Um, and then there's always just the myth that, you know, we just sit and, and watch athletic games all the time and that's all we do for our job. And I wish that's all I did for our job because that would be super fun. But um, like I work full time during the day and then I work obviously a lot of evenings and most of my day is spent like putting out, out fires or talking grades with kids or, you know, shooting athletes to class. It's not necessarily like an evening only job um, where you just kind of sit around your office all day and do nothing. Um, so those are the two things I would say. I hear you. Whitney, what's the favorite part of your job? Um, watching the games. No, I'm just kidding. It is a big part of it though. Um, I think that anybody, I don't want to say anybody, most of us who have like worked in athletics and worked as a coach, like there's just something so special about like seeing things like click for kids or seeing things click for teams. Um, and then just to literally like be like sideline for like some of those, some of the greatest moments of their life up to this point, um, is just so awesome. And I, and I love working in the school cause I like, you know, seeing when they get a 31 on their ACT and also make the all region team and also ask their girlfriend to prom, like all of those things are like very important to them. And I love to be there watching them do that, if that makes sense. Um, because like in order to like change a society you have to start young um so to see how awesome these some of these kids are um is probably the best part because we i mean westlake's got some pretty awesome kids cedar valley had some awesome kids rockwell has some awesome kids like there's just been so I, there's so much promise in in the next generation based on just the kids that i've interacted with great answer and some great insight Let's finish with a couple of questions. The first being, I want Whitney's two suggestions for a brand new athletic director. I realize you're not brand new, but you're newer. So yeah. I'm interested in your perspective of mm -hmm. what you think a brand new AD would have to follow. In other words, what are your two suggestions that this new AD would have to follow in order for them to become a success? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think the first one I already touched on, which is like kind of pick something to work on and kind of see it through to the end. Um, whether that be, you know, for me, it's coaches retention and coaches um, personal development. If it's, you know, social media, if it's, you know, a strength and conditioning program, whatever it is, like really use, use your time to focus on that and really make it the best that it can, that it can be. Um, Cause if you try to do all those things at the same time, um, as, as one person or maybe two people, it's really hard for it to work out quickly and to work out a lot of the bugs because you're just too busy, you know, dealing with all of it. So I would say like focus on on big program sweeping changes chunk by chunk instead of trying to do all of it at the same time. Because, um, yeah, you can get overwhelming. Um, the second thing is. Let's see, I would probably say that it's like, OK, to say no, <laughs> I think like our like the title of athletic director um, really it changes from like school to school. Um, it changes from state to state. Um, and so a lot of, of a lot of these places are trying to kind of establish what an athletic director is and what they're doing. Um, so really our job descriptions can kind of change around a little bit as we see like more things that need done in athletics or more things that need done with athletes. Um, so it can be important for it to say, you know, like, hey, I agree, this is a very important thing that the, that the school should be doing. Um, which which of my tasks do you want me to relegate in order to, you know, make this a, a priority? Because um, sometimes what's put on our plates are all like very good things and very positive things for the schools and for the programs. Um, but it's just too much for one person to do. So I would definitely say like it's OK to say no and it's OK to re to really look at like what your tasks are and to kind of reestablish which ones um, are important for you as the athletic director to do um, or, you know, tasks that are appropriate for the head coach to do or an assistant to do. That's what I would say. Great advice. Thanks so much for sharing. We'll finish with <laughs> this. Whitney, what question should I have asked you that I failed to ask you? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. Um, I think like in general, like the, the, I say like the institution of athletics is changing so rapidly. Um, and I think athletic directors have a really unique position because they see how that changing industry is changing this sport and that sport and female sports and youth sports and club sports and high school sports. And all of those things are changing. And I think athletic directors are really unique in their, in their place to be able to see all those things happening at the same time. Um, so it would be interesting. And of course, I don't know the answer. Um, but like, how do you think athletics in general is going to change over the next five to 10 years? Um, because it really affects like a lot of things. The youth that we have today are going to be in college tomorrow, are going to be in the pros later, um, and are going to be the coaches that are coaching the youth 10 years from now. So like, really, it's a very cyclical and it like interacts quite a bit um, just to like, you know, I think it'd be interesting to see what the ADs think athletics is going to look like in the future. Great question. We're going to have yeah. to find out. I know. That, I'm like, I don't know the answer, but <laughs> yeah. On that note, that wraps up this edition of the UI AAA Connection. Again, our guest today has been Whitney Randolph, 
the assistant director of athletics at Westlake High School and the head coach of the boys volleyball team. Whitney, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yep, absolutely. For our listeners, we hope you tune in again next week for another edition of the UIAAA Connection. 